Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I had almost forgotten the stench of holiness in this place, this, the smell of holiness in the Chapel of the Cross. It's awfully good to see you. It has been almost 17 years. This is the second time I've been on the property, I believe, and since I left Memphis, I left for Memphis, so it's awfully good to see you all. Now bear in mind that since retiring about uh, two and a half months ago, that this is my first opportunity to preach. Just saying. <laughs> Easter 4, of course, is always Good Shepherd Sunday, but I beg your indulgence if I might reflect as much on Easter generally rather than simply the Good Shepherd in particular. This year, Easter fell on April the 1st. How cool is that? No, I mean it. It's how cool is that? And why is it cool? <laughs> it's cool because the Gospel of Jesus the Christ is a comedy, not a tragedy. Frederick Buechner says that uh, the tragic is the inevitable and the comic is the unforeseen. It certainly, for all intents and purposes, looked like tragedy on Friday. But then, that wasn't the end, was it? God rested on the sixth day of, cre of uh, creation. And Jesus rested in the tomb on the sixth day of Holy Week. And on the first day of the week, the day culture lurches back to work, our Monday, if you would, the Spirit moved and Jesus rose up right then, right there. Can you see the comedy coming? Watch for it. Mary of Magdala came early and find, finding the tomb empty, uh, went for help. John and uh, Peter came, saw the evidence, and went away quickly. Uncertain what to do, Mary was too exhausted even to cry, I think, and did nothing. Tragic, isn't it? But wait, wait for it. Jesus appeared, and she got it. He is risen. 
No, the grammar is correct. It did happen in the past, but it is always in the present, and indeed present in all our futures when they become now. It is. It was also no longer the first day of the week. It was. It is the eighth day of creation. It isn't time, no, beloved. It's high time. The great day of the Lord dawns, and even this is not enough. God has more in store for us all. After all, it's early yet. The comedy of the gospel is staged tightly as plays often are, with significant exits and entrances, one almost bumping into the other. And Jesus met Mary from Magdala and the other Mary, and they worshipped him. How could they not? Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and I will join them there. And the women exit stage left, I suspect. Why? Because left is a move toward consciousness and renewal. That's why. The men, of course, enter stage right for the opposite reason. Right is the thinking function. It's rational. It's a move toward the concrete. Finding the resurrection well underway and spreading fast. Consulted with the priest. And their spin went this way. Tell everybody that while you dozed off, his disciples came and stole the body. Now that was the party line. They stuck to it. And it is still repeated because lies are long lived. People get to choose how the resurrection affects them. Choose thoughtfully. Nico Frida says that crying doesn't so much express sorrow or helplessness as it is those feelings in behavioral form. Mary is sorrow by the two. Humans like becoming power. We like becoming control. We avoid becoming pain or loss, but life being what life is, we eventually suffer. For suffering is the promise that life always keeps. And frankly, beloved, certain kinds of growth of the soul and the spirit are impossible until we have suffered, as many of you know. Mary, grief and sorrow rarely kill us, but grief and sorrow can grow us up. If you ever wonder what God's will is, I get asked that from time to time. It's a very simple matter. God wants you to grow up. Yeah. 
So that process of growing up will give us a self. It makes self. And as Ed Friedman, the late rabbi, my teacher, used to say, us a self is always more attractive than no self. Mary is sorrow by the tomb. Uh, Jesus appeared, and Jesus in love is love in behavioral form. Je- Mary met Jesus that day, and one minute she was sorrow, and the next she was joy. Meeting Jesus has that kind of effect on people, even us. Now, Uncle Clopas, you remember him, Joseph's brother, uh, he set out on Easter afternoon with an unnamed companion on a seven-mile hike to Emmaus. Uh, Maybe they needed fresh air and a change of scenery after the pitiful end of Clopas' nephew, one-time Messiah. Jesus was done in by the malice of the priest and the weakness of the governor, Mixing politics, civil and religious, proved and proves today a poisonous potent. It almost always does. A stranger joined them on that drunk walk and said, why are you depressed? And Clopas turned on him, asking where he had been. The debacle was on the front pages. And the man gently broke the good news that the Messiah must necessarily suffer, citing chapter and verse. Don't you wish they had written it down? It'd be in twilight when they sat down at the best and only taverna in Emmaus. And there Jesus took, blessed, broke, and gave the four movements of the Eucharist And in that very instant, their eyes were opened and they knew Jesus. It has been so ever since that our Lord is revealed in his very resurrection in the breaking of the bread. Then the scene shifts. Or as the serial West, Westerns of my childhood would put it, now back at the ranch in the upper room. <clears throat> Jesus materialized in the very midst of the disciples, right where one of them was standing only a minute before. And he said, I'm not a ghost. Why are you frightened? See my hands? Ah, those hands. You know, I have this fantasy. Because you realize that the only person in heaven who will not be perfect is Jesus. Have you ever thought of that? He'll still have them, you know. I have this, I have this image that we will get there and that parents will take their children up to see them. Lord, would you mind letting us see them again? As they still weren't getting it in the upper room that night, he asked for something to eat. Why? Not because he had skipped breakfast, but because ghosts don't eat. He was no ghost, merely 
resurrected. And then they got it. And now having opened their hearts in delight, he opened their minds to how the Old Testament promises and reveals Messiah, namely Jesus, and all the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Flip it over, said Jesus. All the law must be filled full. And that is exactly what he did. It is exactly what he continues to do. The Lord be known to us in the breaking of the bread. Jesus appeared, as you know, first to Mary of Magdala. We know, you know, the one he delivered from seven demons, they say. She and some other socialites uh, footed most of the bills for Jesus and his disciples in the early days. Mary was particularly broken up by his death and insisted on staying and witnessing Jesus' excruciating death as his his death came on inch by inch. People tried to get her to go, but she stayed put. Later she said she didn't know how to love him that day, but she did know how to love him later on that first day of the rest of eternity for her. We do not know how to love him. We can learn how to love him by meeting him as he is known in Scripture, the breaking of bread and the prayers. And after we meet him there, we can meet him in the street among the poor in what St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta called his distressing disguises. Ruefully, we will admit some time to time that resurrection almost never crossed our minds in the tyranny of our life of the immediate, of iPhones and emails, the constant litter of data, important to nobody, but forwarded by somebody to everybody. Resurrection never crossed our minds in the routine of sameness. Bodies tired, minds fuzzy with the demands of a new day, while the old day, its red flagged emails, all caps, shouting, invades the new day. Resurrection never crossed our minds, even in the weak holy as the world continued its relentless urgency of the trivial, blotting out the ultimate, flattening all affect into numbness. We slouch into our several pews late, tired, distracted, our minds arriving minutes after our bodies drops into a seat. Easter. 
the first Sunday after the first full moon, after the vernal equinox, the Queen of Feasts, this Easter lies at the end of a long relay race, beginning on that eighth day of the week, the day Mary went early in the dark. John and Peter came and went, and Mary, loitering near the cave, met Jesus alive, changed, but somehow the same, full of resurrection. Resurrection never crossed our minds. When Meister Eckhart said that the Savior's birth is always happening, but if it happens not in us, what does it profit? What matters is that He be born in us. Resurrection never crossed our minds. Until we, too long removed from that day, encounter Him who was absent then only to be fully present for all time. Sometime. Somewhere. When we finally hit the wall that defeats the best moves of our egos, when we find something that we cannot fix, there. There we will meet Jesus. And resurrection will finally cross our minds. And He will not only be born in us, but resurrected as well. Beloved, it will be enough. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.